Hi everyone, welcome to the Harry Sahi Show. Today we have a very special guest with us from LA. He is a business coach, public speaker, serial entrepreneur, having held various roles including as CEO of Mind Valley, co-founder of Mind Valley Teach, co-founder of Global Grit Institute, and co-founder of Apex Businesses. He's also an author of the best-selling book, The Book of Coaching, and is Forbes Coach Council member. Please welcome Ajit Nawalkar to the show. Hey, Eric. So, yeah, let's get started with our first question, Ajit. Um, tell us something more about yourself from your humble beginnings in India to becoming world-class business coach. So, uh, I was born in Jaipur. It's a small town in India that is... Uh, in the state of Rajasthan. It's a, it's a beautiful place if you're thinking colors, dance, music, uh, great spicy food, you're thinking Rajasthan in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I come from that small town. I grew up in a family of 23. This was the extended family. That's sometimes how it's in India, where your cousins live with you and your uncles and aunts and your yeah. grandparents. Everybody lives in the same house. Uh, so so I, I came from a pretty humble beginning, you could say, in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody kind of like stacked into the same house, but at the same point in time, uh, really, really aware family in in the in the context of just being really present to saying what's happening around them, mm-hmm. uh, and and really uh, thoughtful uh, individuals. Uh, my my dad, my grandparents, everybody was really th- thoughtful, mm-hmm. and is really thoughtful even now. Uh, so so that's where I kind of grew up, uh, and as I was growing up in in, in that in that in that in that situation. Early on in life, I, re- I had one thing that definitely I wanted in life, and which was to get out of that house. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm an introvert by nature. I, as much as I love people, I like my personal time. And of course, when you're living with 23 people, there is no personal time. Yeah. Uh, and that was the story of my life for, for most of my life, for most, like all of my childhood, basically. Um, so that, that kind of got me really motivated to say, hey, what is it that I can do to create abundance in my life and create a life that I really would appreciate? Um, that got me really uh, interested in firstly taking something that would be more of a traditional route for an Indian, which is mm-hmm. to uh, try and become an engineer and uh, and earn yourself out of uh, poverty. Uh, didn't really work for me because as much as I, I was never a poor, like not, not a, I was always a smart kid so I could get decent grades. Uh, but it was just as I started to study for it, I realized that's not for me. I wouldn't enjoy being an engineer as much as I love math. I, I didn't really enjoy being uh, everything else that came along as a package. Um, so very early on, I I, I, I I had some mentors who showed me that everything that I believed about the world can be challenged. So say, for example... I had a, a, a vice principal in our school, a teacher of ours who taught us English, uh, once suggested that I could be a news banker. Now, there was no particular reason for her to suggest that, but a small thing that I said in one of the morning assemblies that we have at schools. Yeah. Uh, and, and she was like, no, you have potential to be that. You should consider it, mm-hmm. uh, which got me thinking more so than a news anchor, more so to the idea of saying, what is it that I really enjoy? And and I can be anything and get myself out of the situation, which made me really courageous very early on. That got me to leave my uh, my first endeavor, which was to become an engineer and mm-hmm. start taking part-time jobs, to join a student organization that was supporting uh, world peace and, and all that type of stuff, which got me a lot of experience in life because I got to work with really successful entrepreneurs in my part-time job. They mm-hmm. saw a young 18-year-old kid, which is not normal in India, come through the door by themselves and say, will you give me a job? Which was rare to see and rare to find. 
because I mean, who does that, right? Yeah. Uh, at 18, not in India. I mean, it's just not uh, seen and heard that much. So, so that that got me some really good mentors early on who showed me what is possible for me and got me interested in always being humble and learning from other people and saying, okay, what is it that I can learn from this person? What is it that I can learn from this person? Uh, which got me my uh, my first job as a salesperson mm-hmm. in one of the top media houses of the country, uh, but also got me connected to the to the owner of the company, the people who were running the media house, which again, mostly about courage, mostly about saying, hey, how do I reach out to them and and make an impression? So, so they want to talk to me. They want to even see what I'm doing. Yeah. That got me up the ranks really, really quickly. Uh, but again, I found myself into a situation where I was like, I, I am doing a job. I'm making decent money for, for my age at the time, mm-hmm. which was nothing, by the way, which was like $300 in India or something like that. That's <laughs> all I was making, but it was decent money yeah. uh, for me, c- coming from the kind of background that I came from. Uh, yeah. But I was like, okay, but there's some there's to be more. So Absolutely. that hunger got me to reach out to the, the owners of the company, pitch an idea to them, mm-hmm. got them to fund it, completely crashed that. Uh, awesome. Didn't work out at all, but got me very interested wow. in uh, in the online world, the world mm-hmm. of internet, uh, which then, based on everything that I had done until that time, got me to find this little startup in, in Malaysia called Mind Valley. Okay. Uh, which at the time was like 10 employees or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that got me started with the company. And and yeah, and then a few awesome. years later, I was running the company and had grown the company to great size and mm-hmm. it's continued to grow ever since. Yeah, awesome. I think it's that's really important. I think we kind of like shared that sort of a, a common background. I myself grew up in India. Uh, till I started till grade 12 in India as well and uh, come from a really small town in India, in Punjab. It's in, it's in Hoshiarpur in Punjab. So I definitely understand that like growing up in India, the sort of the parents have expectations from their kids that, hey, either you got to be a doctor or you got to be an engineer. There's nothing in between. <laughs> so definitely, I think it takes, so true. Yeah, I think it takes a lot of courage to kind of like take a very unconventional path and pursue your uh, passions and the things which you're really passionate about. So definitely that's that's awesome. Cool. So uh, let's get it to our uh, next question, which is like, um, you know, a lot of people have ideas, but how important is to have a passion when it comes down to executing an idea on the real grounds? Um, passion is very important, but pl- passion is something that is fleeting too. So it's very important to understand the difference between passion mm-hmm. and purpose in yeah. some way. So passion, it, at least the understanding of passion that we have is I'm very passionate about a topic. Like right now, yeah. If you are in America, you may be really passionate about Black Lives Matter or you may be a counter to that and that's your passion. But that's a passion that may that may or may not stay for a long time, right? Or it will be the case for most people. Yeah. But some people will have a purpose associated to that, right? Yeah. I have a purpose associated to that because I have the purpose of saying, how do we unify the world, mm-hmm. right? At the time we are recording this, it feels like the love is, uh, the, the world is divided in many ways. Yeah. And so... Because I have purpose, I know there will be follow through actions towards me actually making my purpose come true. So passion is important. Passion Mm -hmm. is important because in the moment you need passion to carry you through and take the first few actions. But if you're really talking about creating long term lasting success in any field, even if it's social change, it has a lot to do with the purpose. It has a lot to do with what is it that you're trying to create, achieve uh, manifest on a long term yeah. and and if there's purpose associated you can generate passion 
Mm-hmm. So even if you lose passion, say, for a topic in a little while, you can generate that because mm-hmm. it is inherent to your purpose that that passion is there. So passion is very important, but it can be fleeting. And that's the one okay. thing that you want to be careful of. Yeah, makes sense. I think uh, a lot of people, uh, they got really excited when they hear a new idea or when they know that they have a cool idea they wanting to execute and translate that into like a full-time business. But it takes a lot more than just an idea to execute your bulletproof like a business on real ground and start making revenue out of it. Yeah, it takes anything between, I would say, an, an idea to execution to a business. If you don't have any past experience of running a business, it may take three to five years. Yeah. If you have past experience of running or building companies, it will take a year. Yeah, but it, it it will take some time. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agree on that. So, Ajit, what advice would you like to give to the individuals who wanted to start like their career, like especially the class of twenty twenty who are just graduating right now, and some of them probably like uh, looking for full time jobs, but it's just like the time is not really kind of like a perfect due to this pandemic, and uh, some people could be looking into starting an online businesses as well. So, what advice do you want to give to those individuals who are kind of like looking into starting something online? Actually, this is the perfect time to start a new career. So if you are a class of 2020, you may feel like that, holy crap, what is the situation that I'm in? I I prepared for this job, got this degree, but now I don't have an opportunity to go out and get a job. But it is almost that this pandemic has fast-paced the world to the world that's going to come in. So this pandemic, this slowdown of the economy and everything is kind of what the world was going to look like in a few years from now. They've just accelerated it. The Mm -hmm. world is moving towards an economy where everybody is their own um, founder. Everybody is their own determinant of how much success they're going to get. They're not bound by company hierarchy. They're bound by their capability of creating. They're bound by the creativity, uh, by their capability of reaching out and creating waves around whatever that is that they want to create waves around. Um, the world is so empowered with, uh, with people who create great stuff and there are so many channels to distribute and communicate. Yeah. The the question really that we have to ask ourselves is what is it that we are going to do that is passionate and purpose driven so we can actually put practical steps towards executing it. Yeah. But the opportunity that is present right now has never been before. And the class of 2020 is so smart. Like class of 2020 grew up on the internet. Yeah. I am old school for them. If Mm -hmm. I can say right now my business is thriving twice as much as it had until now and I I have a very successful business, you are so sad. You You are actually so primed and so ready to kind of get out in the world and start creating waves. It's, it is the perfect time as much as it's sad what's happening in, in the context of uh, medical concern that we have around the world and, and, and the death toll and everything as an opportunity for economic uh, advancement. This is fantastic. Mm -hmm. This is, there's no reason for anybody to stop and slow down. This is actually opposite of, of, of uh, slowing down. This is the, it is the time to actually speed up. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree on that as well. I think if we look in the past as well, all the great companies started in the Great Depression back in two thousand eight. So, yeah. and uh, I think this is like a lot of people are spending a lot of their time on online as well on online platforms, whether it's like an internet and a podcast, whether it's just like browsing around on Instagram as well. So I think it could be, uh, yeah, I hundred percent agree on that. It could be a really great opportunity for the class of twenty twenty to kind of like look into something and start providing value to other people if they're really good at something. Yep. So um, let's move on to our next question, which is about uh, resiliency, uh, that how important is to build a resilient business model, especially during these challenging times? So let me explain this question. It can get a little confusing here. So it's like 
is tying back to the current situations for the traditional business owners. They kind of like have had a really bad time because of the current situation. So um, as an example, the people who are providing like, let's say, uh, travel industry, they kind of had a really big setbacks. And in these unforeseen situations, how important is to like think through your business aspect, business model and develop like a very resilient business model? There is no resilient business model per Mm -hmm. se, because you don't know how the world turns. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can never know that. Like there is no, there's no, there's no prediction that people argue, but there is no prediction really to know uh, if a pandemic is going to hit. And, and that way you, you won't be able to build a business if you're scared of what may happen in the future. Mm-hmm. So there isn't a resilient business model. There's resilient individuals Makes who sense. create a resilient business. Makes sense. So while there are individuals who might say, oh, I'm travel industry, we have been hard hit, so forth. Well, there are people who are finding other ways of still satisfying the need of people to travel. Mm-hmm. They're finding ways to deliver food when it's a restaurant game, right? So you yeah. could say, well, as restaurants, they're suffering and as restaurants, they've adapted as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they had, it's been easy. It's not, mm-hmm. uh, but business is never easy. Uh, that's not the point of business. The point of business is to lead into the joy of life that brings, that is created because of the uncertainty that the business has to offer. Mm-hmm. There's there's so much joy in saying, hey, there is something that is completely unpredictable. And what am I going to do to create uh, a, an even more beautiful outcome of this, yeah. right? And that I think is more important than saying, hey, how do I build something that can never be shaken? Mm-hmm. Things will be shaken and they should be. And that the test is not if this is unshakable. The test is when it shakes, what you do about it, Yeah. right? So I think that that's the exciting part of life. That's the exciting yeah. part of business. I, why would you have the most boring business that always survives everything? That's yeah. it, It's the most unfortunate way of living, whereas there is no excitement that's to right. anything that happens around us. It's yeah. the mundane and the boring. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a concept. There is a concept that is taught by... Uh, a fantastic lady. Uh, she wrote a book called Extraordinary Outcomes. Her name's Iris, mm-hmm. and uh, she talks about in one of her chapters. She talks about something that is called deliberate chaos. Mm-hmm. And of course, while she was writing this, she didn't know there will be chaos generally in the world. But she talks about deliberate chaos in context of saying that if you are living a life that has no chaos, mm-hmm. uh, it is going to drain the energy out of your business, out of your out of your life, because there is yeah. nothing to be excited about. But when you create deliberate chaos, mm-hmm. you create deliberate growth. It's almost that the world has, the universe has, the higher power has created deliberate chaos for the entire humanity to say, come on, let's grow out of this, yeah. right? Let's create something new. Let's create something even more beautiful than what we have and stop things that are not not as beautiful. So let's not, let's not worry about creating re- resilient businesses. Let's become resilient individuals. Awesome. Yeah, I totally agree on that as well. Yeah, it's really important to have kind of like that mindset to bounce back as an individual so that you can help you survive your business. Yeah, cool. Um, The next question is, Ajit, um, how are business coaches or the mentors can help create abundance in one's life? How does a coach help somebody create abundance in their life? Is that the question? That's right. There is, I can't give you one way. Because mm-hmm. everybody, so, so let's circle back a little bit or step back a little bit to really understand how abundance really works or mm-hmm. what is abundance, right? Um, we are all as humans a function of several 
beliefs that we have created over an extended period of time, right? Our, through our entire life, we have had events that have happened to us, for us, and during the course of those events, we have made meanings of those events, and we have started to say, this is what is the truth about the world. These beliefs are extremely useful when it comes to crossing uh, a light, right? Uh, if, you're, if you're crossing a, a traffic light and you jump the gun, you cross on red, you're going to die. A belief around saying, don't drive when it's red, is, is a good belief to have. These beliefs help protect us, but these beliefs also scare us of a lot of things that we shouldn't be scared of, right? And that's where when somebody is challenged with abundance or challenged with uh, how to create abundance for their life, it is because or is a function of the belief sets that they may have. They may have a belief of saying abundance is bad. They may have a belief to say they can never be abundant. They, they may have a belief abundance is temporary. They may have a belief would saying abundance is not for them. They're not good enough for it. There could be any of those number of beliefs. So for me to be able to say, this is how a coach creates abundance for somebody else would be unfair to the experience of the person that the coach is talking to. But once the coach is talking to a person, if they go to the foundation of why that person is operating the way they are operating, mm -hmm. they will be able to at least invite the person into a conversation that will hopefully change the belief that the person has. So so I can't give you a, a size that fits all. So if I understood correctly, so your abundance is tied back to your beliefs. So if, yes. you, if you are able to widen up your beliefs, you will be able to see the effects of abundance in your life, whether it could be financially, in your relationships, in your businesses. Absolutely. So awesome. say, for example, let's take an example, right? So mm -hmm. I grew up in, in, a, in a very humble background, right? So if I start to believe that I... I for example, if I had the belief of saying abundance means uh, I have a secure job as an engineer and I make $1,000 a month or $2,000 a month, yeah. that's the belief I'll operate from. I'll be very content if I got $1,500 a month if my abundance belief only led me to $2,000. Yeah. If my belief has shifted and I start to believe that a million dollars is not enough, I will operate from a place of saying, how do I make a million dollars? Right. If my belief is there is enough to go around, there is no limitation of money, I would be very open to saying who do I need to or what do I need to invest in for me to be able to continue to grow in this dimension so I can continue to generate more abundance for myself. But if I feel that money is limited and everybody gets only the portion of it, I will never invest in myself. I will never invest in my growth. I will never invest in my business. So all of these beliefs help you in some way and hurt you in other ways. So mm -hmm. it, it does, it is all a function of what you believe because your actions are, are determined by the beliefs that you have. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 100% agree. It's like what you think, you will see the effects in your life as well. So if you start yeah. thinking positive, those things will happen in your life if you're really committed towards them. Totally. Yeah. 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 Not only positive, even your negative beliefs are very important. If you believe something is untrue or mm -hmm. is negative, that will impact you way more than your positive beliefs. And you cannot positive believe your negative beliefs. So you can't say, I have this negative belief, but I will keep saying the positive version of it and one day I'll have positive belief. That's mm -hmm. just not how it works. You have to dismantle your negative belief before a positive belief can even show up for you. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, Ajit. Uh, last question here is, um, do you have any tips or suggestions uh, on the current situation for people to stay positive and still motivated? Listen to stories and get a friend. Mm -hmm. So if you are not uh, in a state of positivity and motivation, yeah. first thing that you want to do is listen to stories of success. 
find people that are doing well find people around you that are doing well look th- look for them on the internet if nobody's doing well around you because motivation is also like passion fickle it comes and goes which means you have to constantly fuel it if you don't have a purpose if you don't have a long term vision of yourself it'll be hard for you to keep motivation on right like for example we are two people and it is from the conversation that we had previously today i could be in this state right now everything's happening around me and i can say oh crap all of this is falling apart around me there is mm-hmm. nothing i should shut down my business there is no way i'm going to get success out of this yeah. or second is the op- belief that i operate from because of my purpose where i say this is the greatest opportunity that i have i must make sure i show up for each of my clients everybody that is out there in the world help each of the person that i possibly can help have as many conversations as i possibly can have mm-hmm. because that is how i meet my purpose this is the greatest opportunity for me to live my purpose every single day mm-hmm. right it's the yeah. same situation two completely different ways to operate from it the reason why i'm operating differently is because i'm listening to a different dialogue than everybody else most most of the people are listening to the news saying there's 13% unemployment rate in america businesses are shutting down mm-hmm. and they're getting scared and they're only finding more and more evidence to propagate that belief and hence operate from a place of fear and uncertainty mm-hmm. whereas i am finding evidence towards why it's, why is it a great time for you to create something to be able to pursue your passion for to be able to pursue your purpose to be able to actually meet your purpose because this is the time you're built for yeah. right so my operandi is different from anybody else's or somebody else's who is not feeling motivated so that's the first thing listen to different information mm-hmm. that actually supports you anything that takes away from you switch it off uh life is temporary there yeah. is no way you can really determine that you will always be successful or always be wealthy or live even yeah. right you do you have life is a a packet of uncertainty mm-hmm. let's show up in a way where we can bring enthusiasm to life so listen to things that brings enthusiasm to life secondly second is get a buddy especially if you're in isolation mm-hmm. if you're somebody who doesn't have a partner or a partner that you don't love or you're in a relationship that is not really fulfilling your work is not good whatever that is find a buddy that will put you bring you up right mm-hmm. find a yeah. partner find a friend find a colleague that is that is more motivated than than disappointed with life mm-hmm. and and That's work true. with them and bring them up as they bring you up mm-hmm. do the job of a true friend yeah. and you will find motivation yeah absolutely totally so ajit for our listeners if they wanted to reach out to you and um they wanted to work with you what is the best way that they should get connected to you so it depends on what you really want to connect me with uh, connect to me with about mm-hmm. uh first is you can look up my uh, my my company's website which is evercoach.com and my other company which is globalgrid.co right. you can look up any either of those websites uh, if you just want to connect with me and and follow our content and what we talk about just hit up instagram and follow me as it's up awesome sounds good perfect Thank you so much for joining us today and for your valuable time Ajit and to the listeners if you are interested in working with Ajit and his business coaching program please reach out to Ajit on Instagram with the handle ajit a j i t navalka n a w a l k h a also if you like or advise any changes please leave a review on the podcast on Spotify and Apple podcast that will make a difference for us to embrace certain changes moving forward with our future episodes we hope you enjoyed this podcast take care and see you in the next episode thank you awesome <laughs>